Oh yeah, it's time for another episode of the comic book Kaiju. I am your host, Trent Justin Vactor, and we have a special guest on the show today. We have not only TikToker, not only YouTuber, not only Discorder, but we have comic book manga collector, casual gamer, horror lover, content video editor. Mr. Zen Multiverse on the show with me today, uh, a.k.a. Andre Harris. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm just um, I'm just humbled by uh, just being on your show. Oh, well, thank you for joining us. And I think your uh, content that you're putting out is fantastic, and it's right in line with our audience. Everything that we love, I think you love as well. So that's why I definitely want to have you on. And give you a spotlight because I noticed you're a level 38 human on your Instagram. <laughs> That's what it tells me. So I always want to have high level humans on the show. That's so. the way. <laughs> yes. I've been training for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, so I actually wanted to start off the um, the interview with how did you get into this? How did you get into comics, manga, anime? Uh, what was kind of your gateway uh, drug, I should say. How did you get into it yeah. first? Yeah, definitely for for me, I would say like middle school when I was a lot younger, uh, I would go to the corner store and they would sell like the DC, like the DC cards and also oh, yes, uh, yes. the Marvel masterpieces. Oh, and, man. you yes. know, I didn't have much money, but, you know, I would, you know, $2 was enough to get a stack of cards and you would open it up and, oh, you know, depending on what you got. And then I would try to draw the cards, you know what I mean? And I would collect them and i would go back to school and then like show off to my friends and things of that nature it was it was you know just thinking about it right now is nothing but pure nostalgia yes right? yes um seeing those flare ultra uh marvel cards is just Dang. like everything everything and mm. you know throughout the years i just i i didn't get into reading comic books because it was only card card mm. collection mm. right yes and then I think around like seventh grade, eighth grade, uh, I remember watching Cartoon Network and that's when Toonami was about. Oh, and then, man, yes. Like, yes. And it wasn't that I didn't see anime before that. I just didn't understand the concept of what anime was, right? Ah, yes, yes. So I used to watch Dragon Ball. That was my first anime of all time. I watched Dragon Ball on uh, Channel 11, I think, yes. at the time. And, um, and I watched it just as far as I could with the ocean dub. And then Toonami came on a little bit later and I was able to go back and then they continued, you know what yes, I mean? They, yes, yes. they had the ocean dub and then they had the, the Funimation dub. Right. And I didn't really understand the difference. I just thought that the actors got a little bit more mature. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, Oh, their voices are a little bit different. They're a little bit older now. It makes sense. I'm older now, you know? Right. But that was like my first introduction. <laughs> it was my first introduction to anime, and uh, you know, from there, as I got older, I started to you know have my own job, so I could afford the things that I wanted to buy, in terms of like comic books and things of that nature. And then, you know, after that, when Tsunami was booming, then it started. You know, you wanted to see more anime, and yeah, it was just it was just a really great era, and that was like the birth of like my geekdom, right? Mm, uh, yes, for me in yes. general, and. And then the rest is history. <laughs> nice. That's very, actually very similar to my own story. And everything that you were saying brought back memories. And like you said, pure nostalgia for me of opening those card packs, collecting them, 
and I had the same too. I was like, I was trying to draw the images. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, kind of wish I was a better artist, but Me too. Um, yeah, it was like a gateway <laughs> of man, just kind of thinking in your head, what stories are these characters going through? What, like right. what, um, yeah. What, what interactions are they having? What fights right, are they right, having? Right. Um, so yeah, very similar, um, stuff. And, and the same way for me with, uh, the, the manga and the anime, I had a little bit of a different story just from the standpoint of my dad was in the air force. So we were moving around all the time and I was actually living in Japan on an air force base, um, when I was in elementary school and I would go and buy like, or my mom would buy them, I should say the mangas, but just because I love the art. It wasn't right. translated at that point. So right. I, I don't speak Japanese. So I was just make up the story in my head. Uh, and it's funny because when I finally got the translations, like the ocean dub and then watching the um, the tsunami and everything, it was like, wait a minute. These stories are completely different than the ones I made up in my head. <laughs> right, 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 uh, right. But yeah, I've just been a huge Dragon Ball fan and uh, got my wife into it. And hopefully awesome. – my little baby, when he's a little bit older, I'll get him into it as well. Um, That's the way. <laughs> actually, did you have a chance to see that um, the new movie, the new Dragon Ball movie? Yeah, the Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Yeah, yes, me and my yes. son, me and my son, we went to go see it, oh. and it was it was a fun ride. It was just a, you know, it wasn't too intense. There was a little bit of slice of life in there. Yeah. And yeah. overall, I would just say that it was a stellar movie. I know some of the reviews were kind of like all over the place a little bit. And it didn't do as well as I think they wanted it to do. But for me and my son, we just enjoyed it. And those are memories that will live with us for a lifetime. Yes, you know? yes. Uh, he, he got into Dragon Ball uh, uh, Super, rather. Um, and first. his first intro. Yeah, Super oh, nice. was first. And that's, nice. it's, it's funny how that works. Because for me, my first introduction was Dragon Ball Z. Yes. I yes. I didn't watch Dragon Ball until after, later yes. on when it premiered. So for him, exactly. it's Dragon Ball Super. Uh, he got introduced to the the whole like Trunks arc where Zamatsu and uh, Ooh, Goku Black was in there. Yes, yes. And we would watch it like religiously every Sunday, right? Mm. And he literally grew up on that arc, right? Yeah. He's about 12 years old now. He's about to go to high school next year. Nice. And he's nice. been waiting. Like, when is it going to come out? I'm like, well... I'm not too sure, but at least we had the <laughs> yeah. at least we had the like the Broly movie and we had right. um the Dragon Ball Super Superheroes movie that just uh just dropped. So uh looking forward to whatever they're gonna come out with next because I believe that there's a brand new series that's gonna come out and some spin-offs as well, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, man. And I, I really want to cover manga more on this podcast. We don't uh necessarily dive into it as much as I want to, just because life and uh time yeah. and kind of dividing everything up but definitely want to get um some more on so actually hopefully you can come back and talk manga more with us in anime oh definitely because i need to get back into the flow Mm. of uh you know and like you said because of life like there was a time period where i was collecting a lot of manga right and i was reading like there was a manga that i was reading named ikigami and i would religiously go to uh midtown comics right oh nice nice and just get a ton of like manga and just read them some of them i didn't know what they were about but i was like well this is the fun of it right yeah right and um it's been a while i think the last manga that i really read probably was bleach 
And, oh, okay. Uh, nice, nice. And I read a lot of manga, but it's been years, to be very honest. I've been just been engaging in a lot of anime, mm. um, but haven't been reading as much. But I want to get back into because I remember that feeling, right? Of yeah. Just like, right. wow, turning the pages. And you have to use a, a great amount of your imagination, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even though you're turning the pages, you might not know what the characters sound like or even like the clash of a sword, right? Or even right. a sound. So you have to use your imagination and this lends itself to just like, you're just like immersed in a book for a really mm. long time, you know? Yes, so, yes. Yeah. yeah, and that's something that's great about, um, I think the, the way that the stories are told in, in the mangas and the difference between like Japanese storytelling and then American storytelling with the American comics. It's like, right. it's, it's just interesting to see the, the creators and what their influences are and, right. and how they're um, kind of, if how they're, they put their selves themselves into it. Um, yes. So yeah, all of that stuff is, is very interesting, but I wanted to actually yeah. get your reaction real quick because one of your recent videos, actually just yesterday was the, um, we don't talk about video games that much on this show, but right. the Tekken 8 ah. reaction video that you put out, <laughs> your reaction was exactly the same as mine where I was watching it. And I was like, that's uh, that's a cutscene. Wait, that's, that's right. gameplay. Right. Wow. <laughs> um, so I guess, can you talk about your uh, video games uh, side as well? Kind of what? Yeah. What stuff are you into right now? Like what what's really getting you excited? Um, especially from those announcements that just came out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm into a lot of it. When I first my first introduction to video games was probably like my babysitter back in the day. My first oh, game that I've yeah. ever ever played was Super Metroid, right? And Ooh, nice, um, nice. Yes. And I remember not having a Super Nintendo at the time, but just like just like seeing the game and then playing it. And then I rem- like, I could even like replay the song in my head right now. Just like <laughs> yeah. the theme of like Super right. Metroid. <laughs> and it was, it's just like amazing. And I remember getting my Super Nintendo and I remember getting Street Fighter 2 and me and my sister, she's, she's like 12 years older than me, but I remember me playing with M. Bison and she would play with whomever and I would psycho crush her the life out of her. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, those were like really good times. And then, I got Mortal Kombat, and that Ooh. that was it. Uh, because for me, Mortal Kombat, yes, it was you know the fatalities and things of that nature, but I was so invested in the storyline. That's what mm. really got me the lore, right? Being yes. in the game and then seeing the ending, and yes. yeah, it was just really just amazing overall. But um, then I got into some RPGs like Final Fantasy VII. I think everyone knows about Final Fantasy yes. VII. Yep, and I would say you know my top favorite games of all time would have to go to like final fantasy seven uh you know uh metal gear solid castlevania symphony of the night and of course there's a whole lot others but um over time as you know work life and things of that nature me having a son i wasn't able to immerse myself in rpgs like Mm. final fantasy the way i used to and not because i don't like the games i think part and partial it's um, yes, work life, but also I think my attention span started to mm. change over time yeah. too, right? right? So I really relied on just playing a lot of fighting games, right? Mm. Like Mortal Kombat. Of course, I played every single Mortal Kombat game because it was <laughs> all about the story for me. Yeah. And uh, Street Fighter 2 as well and Tekken. And leading mm. into Tekken, I'm 
thoroughly hyped for Tekken because for me it became a lot of story and lore, right? Yes, yes. Especially me watching the Netflix show that just dropped on uh oh, yeah, man. not too long ago. And it I was need to so watch good. That. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. good. It was really okay. good. Um but yeah, uh in terms of what I'm playing right now, just a couple of fighting games and watching my son play games too, right? <laughs> and then uh, he's really good, but I'll play like uh, Dead by Daylight a couple Ooh, of times, yes. which is a horror-esque game where you have to escape. And it's just really fun overall. But most of the time I'm like watching, but I'm like paying attention to the lore. Like I'm doing a lot of research and, you know, I found myself ex- uh, recently within the last two years just realizing that I could read something and then just like take in and just not like memorize, not, not mm. no photographic memory right. or anything like that. <laughs> but um, I think like I've taught myself to like retain and then teach back, right? Which mm. is the essence of teaching, right? right it's right. like if you could retain and teach back, then you got it. And a lot right. of my videos I'm reading and then making the videos on it mm. and then seeing, did I memorize saying Earth? Two one eight six seven, right <laughs> or something of the nature <laughs> right. for that alternate timeline but yeah in terms of the video games um yeah pretty much just playing anything um i like horror games i love horror games to death and so i'll go on itch.io and download a quick game and play it and that's about it and then just have a good time with it that's like where yeah. my attention span is right now like a quick hour to two hour game three hour at max and yeah Cool. Yeah, that's exactly what um, my kind of story is and situation. Uh, as life has kind of creeped up, it's it's been yeah. less and less. And I'm always looking for the narrative right. first and yes, kind yes. of immersing myself. And actually, um, I do another video game podcast and my co-hosts are always kind of going back and forth with me because I'm like, story is the most important and they're like no gameplay is the most important <laughs> right. and so we always kind of have a back and forth I, I think you have to have an equal balance of both so but too. yeah it's the story that hooks me and the characters that make me want to kind of um play the game more and actually that's yes. the same thing with my wife she gets into a lot of story driven games and um things that like let's say like a telltale game right. where you have right. to pick um, choose, pick and choose, almost choose your own adventure. Right. Yeah. And she just, she gets sucked into those type of games. Um, but that's really, I've, I've found as I've gotten older, the narrative of everything is right. more impactful for me of whether it's comic books, video games, anime, you know, um, whatever it is, it's just right. even like professional wrestling. It's like, this right. is a, uh, like a male soap opera and the, it's the storylines and, and the, right. uh, what's going to happen between the characters that I'm interested in. So I think that's kind of interesting from when we're, when we're younger and, and children. And, and as we age and grow older and we kind of start to think about like the, um, the narrative of these things versus just, Oh, that's a cool action scene or that looks cool. Right. Versus like, oh, why are they doing that? Why is that action scene? Why are they fighting each other? Um, and that's actually something that I really like about your videos. Um, when you do the the verses and when you do um, the different kind of, um, what would it be if this fought this? And right. um, do, when you make those type of videos, is it something that it's a um, like a what if scenario for you? Like a dream? Oh, yeah. Like, how do you come up with who's going to fight, I guess? Right, right, right. So a lot of it is just 
whatever just pops into my head mm-hmm. at a given time or sometimes I might go through the internet and you know there's like debates and things of that nature so I'm like you know what it might just be a quick comment I was like let me make a video on that right um I think I was I think one of the ones was like Krillin versus Wolverine right Ooh. and uh you know I think a lot of folks downplay certain characters yeah. to the point where it's like, well, did we actually really think about like feats and things of that nature? But I'm so open to interpretation. I'm mm. in, I'm open to debate and I'm open to being swayed to in another direction. I love it so much. Like I, I don't get any emotional impacts to like fight back or anything like that. I actually want to be um, driven in a different direction, but um, sometimes it just comes to me, you know, uh, and I found a post on TikTok and they were like, would the Marvel universe survive a Kryptonian invasion? And for mm-hmm. me, it was just like all fun to just think about. I was so many scenarios were popping into my head. And um, overall, it was just, yeah, for me, it's just like fun to come up with these scenarios and these what if situations. But for me, I think I like to dig into like the deeper uh, like character study, right? Oh, yeah based on what I've seen this character do, how would that character react in that situation versus another character that I've read about or even seen in, you know, an anime. Uh, it's pretty stellar to kind of think about it and immerse yourself in that because, you know, you lose sight of reality for a little bit and I'm in my Zen, right? I immerse myself <laughs> into it. And, and that's yeah. why I named my channel Zen Multiverse, right? Nice. Just geeking out on the things that I love to do and immersing myself, being free of the moments to be in the moment. So to speak. Yeah, that's perfect. And it's funny you mentioned Krillin because I always I have a um, kind of a an idea or a mantra where it's like there are no bad characters, only bad writers. And ah. I think any writer that is good can turn any character into a, an Im- like a Im- impressive storyline. So Absolutely. it's funny that in that superhero movie they kind of downplayed Krillin and like, Oh, are you still even here? Like, yeah, uh, it, it made me think about it. It's funny. Just, you know, I know the comedy of it, but right. I, I always look at characters like that, that either people look over or they don't spend enough time thinking about that character. And I'm right. like, Oh, that, how can that character be better? How can that character have a, a an engaging storyline? So yeah, it's, right. it's, that's a, that's a great pull of, Wolverine versus uh, right. Krillin. So I love and it's that. so true with the writer because, like, I could clearly remember Dragon Ball Krillin, Dragon Ball Z Krillin that was on Planet Namek with like Gohan, and mm. they were going through some stuff, you know, yeah, for lack of better right. words. Right. And then you start to see the decline, but was it really a decline or was it a writer change? Right. Let me focus on a couple of characters and pull back certain characters, right? Because mm. I felt like at least in terms of like the gravity of things, right? Krillin on Namek was like semi-peak Krillin, right? They were going through some stuff. Like it was do (laughs) or die. Like my boy Gohan and Krillin, like (laughs) it was just them and Bulma, you know what I mean? On the planet by themselves trying to fend, trying to get the Dragon Balls, right? To wish back their friends. But it was pretty intense if you think about it, you know? Yeah. Um, But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And actually Gohan is another example of, my my wife, so um, she had never seen Dragon Ball until right. she met me, and so we watched it together. And when we got to the Cell Saga, she was like, "This is Gohan is the best. I love him." Right. My my wife's behind me. Um, and <laughs> once he after he left um, after the Cell Saga, right. when he became the Great Saiyan and 
uh, right. the teacher side of she's like, go hunt. What happened to him? He's a wimp right. now. So she right. loved that superhero movie. She's like, yeah, this is Beast Gohan. This is this is who he should be. <laughs> nice, nice. So I like that um, taking characters that either you wouldn't think of or you, you oh, that's, that's a weak character. Yeah. And turning them into, oh, this is my favorite character. This is a strong character. Because I've had that happen a number of times in Marvel Comics. Even with, like, let's say with Daredevil, he's right. a lot more well-known now. Um, right. But when I first, when I was younger, I was all about Spider-Man and the only way I knew Daredevil was he would appear sometimes in the Spider-Man uh -huh. comic right. and I'm like, Oh, he's Spider-Man's friend or even like right. on the TV show, like on the Spider-Man animated show. And it was like, Oh, he's Spider-Man's friend. That's all I knew him right. as. But later when I started to read like some of the, the key storylines in da right. uh, Daredevil, I was like, Oh, this is amazing. This guy, yeah. now he's one of my favorite characters. So it's like, mm -hmm. you just have to find the right fit of writer and character um, so to get that that perfect story um speaking of actually before we uh conclude i wanted to ask you yeah what who is your favorite marvel character of all time Can favorite you just pick one? Oh man that's <laughs> a hard one putting on the spot i know uh favorite marvel character of all time i felt like i've thought about this many times and never came to a conclusion because i have my dc pick and i have my marvel pick um you know, at this current time, in my ripe age of level 38, <laughs> uh, I would have to say, oh, man, this is so hard. There's a character called Forget-Me-Not. Um, yes, and he is a mutant. I have a lot of favorite characters, but uh, he comes to mind first. So, I, you know, I'm going to go with that right now. Forget-Me-Not is a character who has the ability of, he's he's in the constant state of existential superposition, meaning that he's there, but he's not there. If you were to look at him for a little bit, and if you were to turn away, you would forget that he was there. <laughs> he is the embodiment of, he's the embodiment of, it's not a quote, I probably don't know the quote, but basically doing things for the right reasons, but others won't know that you did it, right? Um, and apparently he's been on the X-Men, he's been on a lot of teams, and he's done a lot of great things, but no one has ever remembered him. And Professor X has created psychic reminders just to remind himself that he is there. So uh, a lot of the characters that I end up picking, they hold true to some kind of moral connection, right? That you do things for the right reasons, even if no one's going to remember it, or no, if even if no one sees it. So mm. it's forget me not. <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. I I've never heard of that character, but now yeah. the way you described him, he's he's my new favorite character. <laughs> that's crazy. That's okay, my boy. cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up some comics with forget me not. Um, yeah. So actually. You mentioned DC, so who's yeah. your favorite DC character? DC, you know, a lot of people like to, you know, judge this character, but um, it's Superman. Superman ah, nice. uh, has been my favorite character, one of my, you know, one of the characters that I have grew up watching, right? I grew up watching Christopher Reeve's Superman, mm, right? Yes, and yes, yes. I remember seeing the interviews, and I remember seeing the interviews and just feeling like, is he Superman right now? Or <laughs> because it wasn't about the powers, it had nothing to do with the powers, it had everything to do with the character, right? Mm. And I remember in an interview, Christopher Reeves was talking about like Superman is just being a good neighbor, right? Just being there for another person. And 
I always would read those comic books as kind of like a moral connection, right? Like I have to be a great man to do mm. great things for others, to service others, right? Yeah. And um, and that's how I I teach my son, right? To just um, to be strong, of course, but to take care of others, to do right. Um, even in the hardest moments that you persevere. So Superman has always been that character for me. And um, yeah, there's the superpowers, super strength and things of that nature. But I remember recently actually reading uh, Superman Red and Blue, where they just have a montage of different writers. And there's, uh, I believe it's Superman Red and Blue, but basically he's going against uh, Darkseid, for example, right? And basically Darkseid shoots an Omega Beam. And he has the Superman basically has the option of either you save the people or something else, right? And he he doesn't just save the people; he chooses to get hit by the Omega Beam, knowing that it's going to hurt him, so that he could save the people while doing something else. And I feel like you know when they give the would you press the button for the train to turn left or to turn oh, right? Right. You know, it's about. Uh, what yes you have those two options but it's about making the third option right um so superman is that character for me and as you can hear i look to a lot of characters who have that who will do things for the right reasons and there's a deeper meaning to that character or at least i'm creating that deeper meaning for those characters right nice yeah so. that is beautifully said i i 100 percent agree with everything um that 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 you stand for and i'm actually the exact same way a lot of my morality and who i think what i think of as right and wrong um, not only came from my parents but from comic books and from superheroes and i've always loved the power um fantasy of superheroes and like oh it'd be cool to have i could shoot lasers out of my eyes or i can fly but also being a good person and protecting other people like that is just as important to me as as the powers of superheroes. So right. um, Superman, Spider-Man's the same way, you know, right. uh, power and responsibility and things like right. that. So yeah, that's fantastic. Um, were you a Smallville watcher at all? I wasn't. Um, it, and it just, I heard so many great things. I don't know what I was doing around <laughs> the time where it first started. I don't know if I was like on the track team and I didn't make it home in time. I don't know. But like, I kind <laughs> of like, there wasn't like a reason why it didn't. Mm. It was just like, I just, that was in my saga, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, right. But I heard so many great things. I started watching the flash and then infinite crisis when they went back mm. and they yes. revisited. There's a lot of things that I do know of from the show, but I just wasn't, I wasn't watching it consistently as a lot of my friends and a lot of people that I know that are really great friends who are like true fans, like, no, mm. but like I, I've learned passively from, from them <laughs> nice yeah that was um for me it was it was it was aimed at kind of um a teen and even right. kind of like a female audience too being on the cw at, um but i would just took it as oh this is a great superman story right. and just i think the first maybe the first four to five seasons i thought mm-hmm. it was like excellent it kind of went downhill at the end but just being a Superman fan, that's always one that, right. that I look to um, as one of the, the best interpretations of Superman. So I was just nice. curious um, yeah. on that one. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Well, uh, Mr. Zen Multiverse, I cannot thank you enough for joining me. I want you to let everyone know 
where they can find you on the internet because you are putting out some fantastic content, um, not only educational and informational, but also it's just good. You're putting out goodness into the world, into the universe. So uh, why don't you let our, our readers or our listeners, I should say, and our viewers know, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, you could find me on uh, uh, TikTok. Uh, I just started my TikTok not too long ago, and but it's it's getting up there. So it's Zen Multiverse there. You can also find me on Instagram and definitely YouTube. YouTube was my catalyst, right, where I really started on the internet and so social media. But it's also it's Zen Multiverse on all of those platforms. And when you go to the YouTube page and also the the TikTok, it's all about just comic book stuff right now. And but if you go into the catalog of the YouTube, you'll see a ton more things that I geek on, and those things are gonna come back, right? So horror games, uh, just good talks and good times, and just things in general that um, allow me to immerse myself, but also to reach others as well too, right? So on some of my live talks, I just have folks chatting and they're talking about life and then we just, we get into it. And then when we're done, we're done. And then when we come back together, we come back together. And it's just a group of people who are like-minded, who just want to have a good time. And even even the spammers I have brought to the Zen multiverse, um, <laughs> that kind of like Naruto feel where you bring the bad guys onto the team. And it's like, there's no need to spam. Like, how's your day going? You know, and yeah. then just like, I'm subbing to you. <laughs> but yes, Zen multiverse on all three of those platforms. And I Beautiful. also sell, I forgot about this on oh, whatnot. Yes. On whatnot, I sell comic books um, every other Friday as well. So like just highly graded comic books that are kind of like in the media at a time with a given movie that connects to it. So yeah. Nice. Zen multiverse on that too. <laughs> Excellent. Well, again, thank you very much, Andre, for joining us. And uh, you can always find all of our episodes on YouTube or on whatever podcasting platform uh, you are listening to, dear listener. Uh, but we'd like to thank you very much uh, for always supporting. Please share us with your family and friends. Leave us a review in Spotify, Apple, all those places. Um, and I would very much like to thank again. I got. I cannot thank Andre enough. Zen Multiverse. Everybody, go out there and please subscribe to his channels. Uh, look, watch all of his content, and let's spread the joy and the love of being a geek out there with everybody else. Um, so, for the Comic Book Kaiju Podcast, one let everybody know that Mister Andre Harris Zen Multiverse loves comics. And you should too!